Hello everyone, my name is Wais Asmao, welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be available on podcast by tomorrow morning. So don't forget to like, subscribe and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you are joining us live, drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves. And if you're watching the recording, drop a two in the comments. My guest for this week is Umani Nkomombini, a trainee accountant at a big four audit firm who's completed his academic articles at Stellenbosch University. He's also currently completing his final year of articles before qualifying as a chartered accountant. He's also in the process of completing a master's in tax, another line item. So coming all the way from ordered work at his client. Umani, thanks so much for joining us today. Good evening, um, Oasis, and thank you for having me um, on the chat to, tonight. And I'd also like to extend a greeting to the audience who are watching or are streaming from all the various platforms from which they are watching. Awesome. But let's jump straight in. Tell us your story, where do you come from, and even outside of work, who is Vumbani Nkomombini? Okay, so I actually come from the Eastern Cape. That's actually where I come from. I grew up in King Williamstown, and I studied my primary school there. And then I moved to Port Elizabeth, and I did my high school in Port Elizabeth. Um, and then thereafter, I decided then to do my higher education at Stellenbosch University. So that's when I moved to the Western Cape. So I am a true son of the soil, um, as I have moved all the various places that you can think of um, um, in terms of my studying career. And that, that's how I ended up then being in Stellenbosch, and I did my undergraduate degree at Stellenbosch University. And I also did my postgraduate um, degree at the university as well, as well as my academic articles, as, as, as has already been stated on the LinkedIn post. Now, Vumani, outside of work, um, love my family, two births. Um, I have siblings, two younger sisters. They are twins. They are adorable. They just like anything CA because their brother is now supposedly a CA and they had no clue what a CA is before I studied this journey and I took on the journey to becoming a CA. And um, being the first CA in the family, obviously everybody had an eye-opening moment. So yeah, they are, they are quite a handful, but, but, but yeah. And I've got an older brother um, as well um and my mother's also still alive my dad unfortunately passed on in 2021 beginning of 2021 just as i was about to start my academic traineeship year so that is just basically me and my family and then that side of things and other than that and other than doing ca i actually never even wanted to study this qualification to begin with so essentially i wanted to be a musician so i actually wanted to study music um, and my mother was like, no, not with my money. When you are done studying, what you need to do, um, which wanted me to do medicine at the time. But after job shadowing, then I realized that that is not for me. So she was like, it's either you do medicine or you find something that will make you make money so that you can then go and study with your own money and do your music degree with your own money. 
So that's just basically for money outside of work. Um, me and doing music um, and being a vocalist specifically on, 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 on that side of things. I have also a passion of, or I'm very passionate about community development. So I am more involved in church with youth groups and um, the work of children within the church. And I share a passion in providing an opportunity to a lot of the young children in the church as I feel like sometimes there are opportunities that some of these children don't actually know. And if they talk to someone who is my age, um, they, I, they can relate better to me um, as opposed to speaking to their parents or someone older or whatever the case might be. So I'm more connected to that side of things. And I, I, I like to be involved a lot in a lot of community outreach projects and those sort of things. And even at PwC, that is currently what I'm offering, which is where I am currently working at the moment. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that, your academic training experience. So how was that experience of being an academic, academic trainee at an institution like Stellenbosch University? Did, um, did you have to lay shade of the cons? Okay, so my year of academic traineeship was total bliss. I always say to people that if it was possible for me to do academic traineeship for my full three years of articles, I definitely would do it. I enjoyed it to bless. I felt like I had purpose to wake up every morning because I knew I was making a difference in at least one person's life. And for me, that is what matters. Um, the accolades and everything come last, but as soon as I'm able to make a difference in someone else's life, then for me, that is amazing. So I was never required to lecture in Afrikaans. I lectured in English. And my portfolio was that I was a full-time lecturer. I got the opportunity to be a full-time lecturer for financial accounting 1 at 8, which was um, the general accounting for all BCom students. And on the other side, then, I was responsible for auditing. So I gave what we call auditing honors ILPs. And those are just structured tutorials given to honor students after their day of classes. And I was also obviously responsible for the marking and the admin that comes with auditing. Then a wheel just turned during the year and my um, supervisor um, decided that it's a great time to allocate more stuff to me. So then I was allocated more structured tutorials and I was giving a bit of tax here and there, a bit of auditing undergrad here and there, a bit of financial accounting here and there. So my portfolio was well-rounded and quite mixed and vast. Um, and I was able to pull through and manage because that is what I loved to do. And I was passionate to do it. And I did not say no because I knew that I'm getting a much bigger reach potentially of being involved in more than one module and giving more than one module. So for me, that, that that's just how the year went. And it was, it was, it was absolutely amazing. It, it was blissful. It helped me a lot in terms of boosting my confidence and my confidence levels, because obviously I had to stand in front of people and I had to lecture people. And when I had to lecture people, I had to know my content, like in the middle, it, even if someone were to wake me up at 3 a.m., I should be able to recite my lecture for the next day. And that's how well I needed to know the content. And it, it, it helped me refine my technical knowledge a lot. 
during the year because the questions obviously that come from students sometimes throw you off a bit and you need to think on the spot and all of those different kinds of things. So it refined some of those softer skills um, within me um, to be able to answer questions on the spot, developing confidence in my answer, even though my answer might not actually be 100% right, then I can go back to the student and be like, oh, actually what I said in class was not the one. This is the actual answer. So it gave me that maturity to know that I also won't be always right. And that I, will, I can always say, I will come back to you. I need to do research because I will not know all the answers. So I, I felt like that year just refined a lot of my interpersonal skills um, more than it did or as much as it did with my technical knowledge. Sounds like an amazing experience. I must say that uh, as someone who's went to Stellenbosch, we know what being sent to ILP means. So you don't, you don't have to butter that one up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, if you are sent to ILP, we know what it means. <laughs> but, I mean, after your experience now, you started, a, well, you're in your third year, but last year you were in your second year, but your first year at an audit firm. And coming in as a second year, there's normally this expectation that you can run a client and you're similar to the other second years. How did you handle that situation? So, to be honest, for me, um, for me, the year was, it was, it, I, I don't know how to describe it, it was a roller coaster. And the reason why I'm describing it as a roller coaster is that one moment I thought that I've got it, and then the next I go on a different client and I have no clue what to do. I have no clue where to start. I feel clueless. I feel like I don't know anything. I, 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 had, I went through all of those emotions, but I was glad to have met um, from the onset one of one of one of the people who are now managers, um, who is Lauren um, Lauren Poole, who um, actually said to me on the first day when we met, and she she said that it's it, it's very difficult as an academic trainee to 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 move from a point of helping others to a point where you need to be helped. And I think that stuck with me throughout the year that I needed to know that, okay, I need to do the mind switch now, that I'm no longer the one who's helping, but I'm the one who needs to be helped. And I think that helped me a lot throughout the year to make sure that I, first of all, manage my expectations. And I secondly also make sure that I learned throughout the process and I was there to learn. And I did exactly just that. Anything that I was told, I asked the whys and I got to understand in terms of um, why am I doing this and why am I doing that? I also would like to mention a third year who journeyed with me, um, Tathy or Tafato Amoyo, who was literally my first senior on my first job um, at PwC at the time when I arrived. And she journeyed with me as if I was literally in first year in university, helping me throughout the process and ensuring that I am now able to take that knowledge and run with it on my next jobs. And I must say, um, those people are one of the many peoples within PwC who have made my journey um, quite smooth in that particular year. I mean, there are many other people who, 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 who obviously played a role um, in the journey as well. Um, my coach, Chrissy, um, my, my partner, Adil Martin, those people were the people who literally played a huge role in ensuring that my journey is smooth enough and I transition well enough into the audit sphere. It's interesting that you say, I mean, that point of 
going from the person who helps to the person who needs help, that takes a level of maturity and humbleness. It does. Uh, so that's it quite, does. quite an interesting thing. I mean, it, it's not it's not something that's easy to do. It's definitely not easy. It's it's not easy. It it, it needed. I needed to reiterate it to myself all the time that you need to be helped. You are here to learn, and you need to accept that. And that for me worked um, to my favor because today I'm able to give coaching to, to my fellow juniors um, as if I did not just join the firm last year. So, so I think for me that mental switch helped me a lot. And, and obviously as an academic trainee, I, I need to mention it. You walk in there and everybody expects you to be technically strong. So already you are already walking into the room and everyone expects you to have all the IFRS answers. And it is, it, is, it is obviously up to you to manage that expectation that you walk in um, when you walk in the room and say, if I know the answer, I'll be able to answer outright. But if I don't, then can I please get a bit of time to be able to go back and do the research? And that's still okay. Because as I said, when I started, you don't need to have all the answers all the time. Um, you, you are able to go back and still research and consult and ask others with regards to matters. So that expectation as an academic trainee, it's, 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 it's the usual. You walk in there and everybody expects you to know all the ifris of the heart and be able to, play, to quote all the legislation of the heart. For the audience, we'll be responding to questions towards the end. So please add your questions to the comment section now so that we don't miss them. Uh, I see that that you are doing a master's in tax. Why did you choose tax? I'm quite interested. <laughs> Yo, that that chat about my master's. Anyways, I decided to start my master's last year, and when I look back, it was a crazy decision on my side. It was really crazy. I just joined the firm at the time. I, I had my first year slash second year in one year. Secondly, I had ABC in the mix. So it was crazy. So when I look back, I'm like, listen, dude, you wanted to die. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm alive and well, so it's okay. So I decided to do my master's in tax because I, in my academic traineeship year, I was writing an article at the time hoping to publish that particular article. And due to commitments during the year and the fact that the academic trainees also had an article to write as part of the competencies that we need to obtain in the year, I had to put that one on pause and focus on the group one. Um, and now that I mentioned the group one, we actually wrote a paper on expected credit losses for COVID and we actually published the paper as a group so it's available um for people online to read but then i had to put my tax one on pause and when i started at pwc well before i even started at pwc i just decided to apply at uct just with my eyes closed i was like i've got nothing to lose i'm just going to apply and we'll see where it goes because i still wanted to continue with that research i still wanted to write that tax research. And I felt like just writing a small article for maybe um, accountancy essay or what, or some sort of accountancy magazine is not sufficient enough. And I really want to explore this topic in depth 
And I think an opportunity for me to explore this topic in depth would be to do a master so that I can write a dissertation on it. So I decided to just apply to UCT at the end of 2021. And I got in. And I was like, oh, well, I'm in. There's nothing I can do about it now. So I might as well just continue. But my qualification had a coursework year and a, and a dissertation year. So last year was coursework. And that what that that is what caused everything to just be chaos. Because I was doing first year slash second year. I had to do APC and I still had to study for my master's. So, but all of that is now in the past. I managed to put that behind me. I passed my coursework, passed APC, did my second year done. But I, I wouldn't recommend. Absolutely <laughs> wouldn't. I'm glad you ended, you ended up with what you wouldn't recommend. That was going no, to be my next question. Yeah, no, I absolutely would not recommend. It was a lot. It required a lot of time management. It, it, it required a lot of sacrifices from my side. I had to sacrifice a lot of time with my loved ones, with my friends, with my family. Um, there was a point whereby I, I, I need to quote this, this exact situation. I just rolled off a listed and I was writing the board course final exam for, for APC. And I was writing the board course exam on the Wednesday. And literally the Friday, I got my pre-release for my master's exam that was coming the Monday. And I wrote an eight-hour board course exam the Wednesday. I was now going to write a six-hour master's exam the Monday. So it took a lot. And then I had to come back the Thursday, continue with my audit work because I was still on a client at the time. And the Friday, I also still had to continue with audit work. I did not rest the Thursday after APC. And after the master's exam, I literally fell sick for about three weeks or so, which makes sense because my body was like near O. This is where it ends. And, and yeah, so that's why I'm saying I, I, I would not recommend it. And I actually haven't really recovered from that because my health has been taking a toll for quite some time, even during this year. So that's why I'm saying, I'm saying that I would absolutely not recommend. So this year I chose to go on a sabbatical. So I'm not writing my dissertation this year. I've decided to put that on a pause. And I'm going, I'm planning on continuing, hopefully with that next year, and take this year to recuperate, to focus on my third year, focus on building those softer skills within the firm. Because what I realized in my second year is that I was more a technical person than all the other acumen that make up a holistic chartered accountant. So the decision to just maybe just put a pause on the studies for now was for me to just build myself within PwC and not build only my technical aspects, but also build holistically, myself holistically within um, the space so that when I leave the firm at the end of my articles, if I choose to leave or choose to stay, um, I am a holistic or when I rather, to put it better, when I'm discharged from my training contract, I'm rather a better and a holistic third year or a holistic chartered accountant. It's interesting what you mentioned about health. Because I, when I think back of my third year of articles, I went to the doctor a lot that year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah my health is not you know, it's very touch and go at the moment. 
but you're not alone. So that, that that's good to know. It's good to know. You touched on it a little bit just at, at, at the end of the last point, but what's next for you? Have you thought about what you want to do after articles? Or you, uh, if I know you're, you, you're in the, in the audit room here, so you can't be too, too, too honest, but let us know like what you can tell us. <laughs> um, so what's next is, um, first of all, to finish what I started, which is to finish my qualification. So I was hoping to maybe later in the year, see if I can start getting my ducks in a row so that I can start with that part of things. So that's the first thing. But I am hoping to move to the technical side of things um, within PwC and the firm. Um, and I'm hoping to, to, to go into IFRS technical and, and, and work there a bit and we shall see. What, 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 what happens, but I'm not closed to taking a secondment opportunity within the firm as well. So that is, that is, that is what's next um, for me at the moment and what I'm considering doing. Obviously, that is dependent on every other factors. If everything remains constant, that is, that is, that is what Fumani is going to do in the near future. And my final question is a question I like to ask all my guests. So what is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? One piece of advice I would give my younger self, it is okay. That's literally what I would say to myself because Flesh it out a little bit. sometimes I, I, I feel like I'm too harsh on myself um, and I set way too high expectations for myself that because I know my abilities and I know what I can get to. And every time there's a stumbling block, I, I, I always need to remind myself that it is okay. And even the decision to take a sabbatical, trust me, did not come easy. I needed to tell myself that you're not a failure by choosing to choose you. It's okay. Um, and, and, and it's something that my mother was constantly also rehashing to me that it's okay. Your life will not go, um, will not always go the way you plan it to, and it's definitely okay. So that that's that's literally where I come from. It's 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 okay. Agreed. Your your life and your health are more important than your achievements. It doesn't point to definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I don't see any questions coming through from the audience. So it looks like you've answered all the questions in our discussion, but. Uh... Are there any last few words from you or anything you want to discuss that you'd like the audience to know? Um, I think I've touched based on everything that 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 I I, I could have potentially mentioned at the stage. But I just want to 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 just mention the, the the article that I mentioned earlier in case someone is wondering where they can find it. So I think I have included a link in my LinkedIn profile. But the actual name of the of the or the title of the study was titled "Expected Credit Losses During COVID-19 for Top Five JC Listed Banks," and you should be able to 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 get a read and a feel of 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 that paper. Um, yes, so I think I think I think that's something that I that that is a loose end that I didn't touch on what I was saying. But the link is available on my bio. So if you want to look at that article, have a look on his on his profile. 
The show has been live on YouTube and should be available on podcast by tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast and you feel that it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Bumani, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Ways, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, it. for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye. <laughs>